welcome to another episode of Bertie and Paul. I'm delighted to be joined with the is that a quartet, is it? Yes, it is. I think uh, the glorious Dan Devaney. Evening all. Uh, the enlightened Martin Hendel. Hi guys, how you doing? Uh, the great Mikey Dahl. Oh, hi. Thanks, what an intro. And uh, single Steve. Hi, good evening everyone, yeah. I'll leave it to Mikey to let you know if it's a quartet or not. Is that a quartet? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be very quiet tonight. Depends whether you're including yourself, Paul, or as a quintet, I would say. Oh, I think it's going to be you four talking and me just kind of hanging back. Although I, I have got a Michael Beale rant, but I'll keep that in case we start getting bored. You can all laugh at me. But yeah, yeah I'm uh, pretty happy at the moment, Friday night, and I'm looking forward to the football tomorrow. Or is it tomorrow or the next day? Is it tomorrow? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And I really, really enjoyed Celtic in Wednesday night. Really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the last 20 minutes against Dundee United. Yeah, because we were talking, Stephen, weren't we? Uh, but I really enjoyed the game for some reason, uh, even though there was no goals in the second half. But I really enjoyed the first half. So, Dan, I'll come to you then. What's your sort of views in the moment? We're beginning to just go through the gears, aren't we? Yeah, the first half I thought we did all right. You know, we weren't at... Um the best they have been previously, but um, you know, still 100% pushing them. Um, the pressure was there from the outset. Um, the goals came eventually. There were some good goals. Um, by half time, it was game done and dusted. And um, the second half was a bit more of the same. We just obviously never get the goals. We get obviously that one chopped off, hit the post as well. But as I say, yeah, it was all done and dusty by half time. So Livingston offered next to nothing, really. You know what I mean? Um, I know Martindale said they gave away a couple of cheap goals. And yeah, obviously, they get the deflection off Maida's face and stuff. And um, Kyogo's goal was obviously avoidable from their point of view. Your man just totally misjudging the bounds. But um, no, another impressive performance. As I say, not as good as we've been in previous weeks, but nothing really to complain about. Job done. And all three points in the bag. See, Marla, uh... Martin, I want to come to you and ask you about the... I, I, I know people say that Livingston didn't offer much, but I, I thought Livingston had to work really hard to keep at some sort of level to keep with us. I was surprised how hard... OK, people might say they're dirty, but I thought they worked extremely hard to keep with us for the majority of the game. What did you, what did you think? I mean, they, they commit no players forward. Um because I kind of sit between halfway and the 18-yard box. So in the first half, that's, you know, level with a Livingston striker. But once or twice, maybe, they came forward, but they didn't They didn't bring any men with them. Um, so, I mean, they, they kind of work hard at keeping a shape at the back, but they they come to not lose. They don't. They don't come to try and do anything else in the game. Okay, so I mean, but even just the the amount of amount of work rate. I mean, Maeda. I mean, I know we talk about Kyogo, and they talk about everybody. I thought Maeda was just head his shoulders. I just couldn't keep my eyes off him on Wednesday night. I just thought he was brilliant. Mike, did you agree or disagree? Or just I I love Maeda. I think he's totally stepped up post the World Cup. I think he's got confidence from that. Um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, I really like him in that 
you know, in that when he starts in that sort of left, I don't even know how you describe it, but you know, left of a front three in in the Ange setup. Um, obviously, some some of the criticisms of him are, he, are his final ball, which can be erratic. But I get the impression that he's he's even cleaned that bit of his game up. He's tightened that aspect of his game up a little bit post the World Cup. So, so yeah, I, I think he's brilliant. He would he'd be one of the, my first. One of the first names in the team sheet because I think he he's just vital to the tempo and the way we play. I always used to think that when Larson played for us was like, apart from the fact that he was an amazing footballer, he just he just set the tempo, he set the standards, he never stopped, he never gave the centre halves a moment's peace. Um, and I just yeah, I think he's a vital cog in the wheel. Um, so yeah, I, I agree on Maida. Martin Henry, I was going to ask you, you were very close to that Starfelt incident, the, the one where Livingston hit the post. Um, he just seemed to, I mean, what was your take on what he did? He looked to me like he transformed into a newly born horse or a cow or something. He was like trying to find his first steps and he just couldn't. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what, what was your view on that incident? I've not actually seen it back, and it's, it's one of those ones that happened... Uh, to be fair, I think that was the only chance Livingston had. It was. Uh, and I've not really watched it back, but it, it it just came from nothing. It wasn't through any good play of Livingston's. Um, it did feel like it was just a concentration blip at the back from us. Um, did your man give him a nudge? Your man gave him a nudge and then obviously took another step and I think he totally lost his balance. Now that's what I've seen watching it back. Yeah, I've, I've not watched it back at all, any of the, the highlights. That, that's what it looked now. Maybe I'm just getting the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was a newborn calf or whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, a nudge. No, I, uh, I think your man just nudges him and that kind of puts him off his stride. He takes a step and then goes down like a sack of tatties, see? Mm-hmm. The, the point being, though, in the Champions League, that's a, that's a goal that we've given away. I was thinking at the time, I was like, yeah, this is a difference in levels. You know, we are, and I, and I guess and I hope Angie's like, we need to cut this out of the game because those are the, that's the difference. You know, you just, you can't make mistakes like that uh, because when we are playing at a higher level, we've, we've lost a goal. That's been slightly harsh because um, obviously it was a good performance overall, but yeah, it was the one moment where I was just, yeah, scratching my head going, what the hell was that? Stephen, there's still there is still a little bit of vulnerability at the back. I think. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We don't. I know we're winning and we're not conceding a lot of goals, but there's definitely mistakes in there. And I think last season, going into the Champions League this this year, it was we will give away goals uh, because we we've got mistakes in us and they don't get punished domestically, but they will uh, in Europe and. We've seen that in Angie's team that they, they, they will make mistakes. Well, they're saying that, but uh, when Livingston did go forward with num- numbers with crosses in the box, Celtic won every single header, even though we're not the tallest team. I was really surprised that we, we cleared up. I think Ange has said that we've, we've been working on that element of getting the, getting the headers away. So I, I thought we looked stronger, but... I mean, Starfelt's just, it's just an aberration, isn't it? But, I mean, are we ever going to get that sort of defender that doesn't make those sort of dis- de- mistakes? I'm not sure. 
when you look at your man from Shakhtar Donetsk disappearing to was at Chelsea, you know. And uh, look, these are the types of players we're going to have against. That I, I thought, I thought, I thought we defended well. And we, when the physical stuff, I thought we've got better at it for definite. Stephen, what do you, th- Stephen, what do you think of Atati's first half? He's sort of his passing, his his movement. I thought for the first forty minutes he was just lovely. He's just always looking for something to happen, putting people around the back, and I think he's he really has for a for a spell in the game. He was just lovely to watch. I think someone said on here that he was a bit like Paul McStay, which was which was great. But um, I think he's really good. It's very surprised he didn't make the World Cup, and his range of passing is just off the scale at times. Maybe it's just he's got to keep it going for the full game and probably, you know, start scoring the goals like he he showed when he first joined. He was smashing the goals in. So, um, but no, he's, I think he's a kind player. But um, I was going to say that it's the flip side as well up front. You know, like when you get into Europe, like you just hope that Kyogo maybe had a bit of a poor Champions League, but you hope next season, if everyone's still there, they're a bit more clinical as well and they take the chances. Oh, yeah, I, well, Dan, I thought I thought Celtic, I thought Livingston worked his out in terms of putting that ball through the six-yard line. But Kyogo was looking as if he was making more of an effort to get to the front post. He was well defended against, but I think if we keep doing the same thing, it, it, European games, we, that partner play will make sure that Kyogo is getting in quicker because he does seem to be, he, every game he seems to be livelier and I don't think Wednesday night was a nice enough night, a, 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 the best night to play for that type of football, but Livingston really worse enough for his out. If you look at Taylor's goal, all Livingston players are all holding that position, they're very, very deep and that gives Taylor the, the space to score his goal, you know. Aye, that, Taylor's got space because he runs into your man uh, when they played before, uh, hits the deck and because he hits the deck, the Livingston players assume he's going to stay there. So they all forget about him. He stands straight back up. All of a sudden, he's got all this space to himself. And he gets the ball off as a Hattati, as it gives him it, and then obviously puts it in the corner. But, um, yeah, I don't know about Livingston sussing his out. Like, I'm just looking at the stats here. It was like 732 passes by Celtic, 174 by Livy. You know what I mean? That's unbelievable stuff. You know what I mean? It's such a contrast. Um, it was just total dominance, as I say. We didn't do... As much as we usually would, you know, we scored three goals. Like as I say, it's hard. It's not a complaint. It's um, I just don't think we we looked as uh, clinical. Although I thought, as you're saying, the first half attack was excellent, and Taylor as well. I just thought Taylor was really up for it Wednesday night. He was everywhere. He was up the front. He was at the back. He was, you know, I mean, he knew that Lovey were coming when they coming forward as Hendo says. So he had a free reign more or less on Wednesday night, and he proved it and got his goal for it as well. Hendo, what about? What about talking back into midfield? I think I think O'Reilly's very tough on himself. You know that way you, you, you always think the players to play their best need to be relaxed, but he seems to be very tough on himself. You see him talking to himself a lot, and okay, the gloves are a disgrace, but do, do you get anything sensing from the side of the pitch that maybe he's pushing himself too much? Because he just seems like... Uh, he's, he, does, uh, he does have a wee bit of kind of histrionics when, you know, if he misses a pass or... He gets nudged off the ball. He'll outwardly kind of show his frustration. Um, so he's obviously, you know, putting a lot of pressure on himself. Um, 
which you know he should be under pressure because if he's if he's off, he's out of the team now. Um, so there's probably a bit of that. He's he's still a young guy. There's probably a maturity thing with it as well. Um, but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely shown a bit of emotion when the mistakes are being made. Um, obviously, just needs to make sure he keeps channeling that properly um, because in, in kind of higher tempo games, you need everyone to have a, a level head. But he's definitely maybe feeling feeling the pressure of not being a, a guaranteed starter anymore. And as I say, kind of when when things are right in the game, he's almost he's almost keeping tabs on himself. I, th- I don't. I think he. Yeah. I, I just think he's too tough for himself. I thought he played reasonably well. Dan, do you think? I mean, I mean, I know we've been a bit critical of him, but I think he just needs a rest. I thought he played really well. He, it's very hard for him to keep that sort of levels up all the time. Um, like even like Johnson, Johnson's come in and played away. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect with Celtic. I think well, he just needs to just keep playing at a tempo, and it, 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 the good things come. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's got like, a little bit of stick, but um, a few people have been shutting him down because he hasn't been getting the goals from midfield. People saying he should be getting more goals, but yeah, he maybe was off, off the boil a little bit at the start of the season, but it's, I, thought, I, I really like him, you know what I mean? There's, I have no problem with him in the team at all, starting in the team. I think he works well. The bit, what do you call it? The best bit I liked with the first half, all the football was good. It was a lovely ball from Atati around the back. But the best bit, Hendo, which I think you've seen, was when Penrice kicked Hatati, was it? Hatati? And then Johnson just went over and started giving it to him. Uh, that was just in front of us, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I was like, yes, this is, this is what I want. The Canadian get over yeah. and just saying, right, you wee man, enough. Because it was yeah, a, I, no, I, I don't know if he caught him, or you tell me, because you're closer to it. Because when I first seen it, I was like, oh. Hate stuff like that. Oh, I love it. I love to see a Celtic player reacting, and in a, in a, yeah. a Ralston shout it your man way, but like an actually like enough of that. You're getting it. Uh, he he did it in the in the first half. Yeah, in the first half when yeah. we were defending that, and Johnson just—I mean—he just stepped up to the guy and was just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> just <laughs> properly like stood in front of him, stood in his way, and. I don't oh, think Penrith knew what to do. Then uh, once the ref kind of intervened, he then started to mouth off a little bit. But um, it was quite funny because I think you kind of think sometimes the the foreign players don't kind of have that uh, rough edge and that kind of blood and snotters approach that the Scottish players have. And uh, I don't know, John Johnson's shown that... Um, you know, he, he, he's up for it. Um, but Greg Taylor was doing it to the other fullback in the, the second half as well. He was, like, just going up to him and, like, pulling his arm and nudging into the back of him. Because uh, my dad's like, why does he keep doing that? Why does he need to do that? He's not anywhere near the ball. It's just, like, it's just letting the guy know he's in for a hard time. <laughs> I thought it was a lovely wee bit in the first half where Maeda just, like, gave... Greg Taylor the ball, just a knockdown, he just gave Taylor the ball, but as if they were like equals. You know that way? It was yeah. just like a, just gave him the ball and then looked to like Taylor, you go, I'll just push on this way. And I was like, Greg Taylor's the man. You know what I mean? It's the sort of, it's the thought, it's sort of thing that the, uh, the, uh, Grantie wanted off the canny or, 
You know what I mean? Like that's sort of he just gave him the ball, man. You go, Taylor, and you go. I'm I'm we're working as a team, a unit. And Maeda pulled somebody back as well, didn't he? He just get annoyed with somebody, he just pulled him back like enough. Uh, and he looks like he's did he whack oh. someone. I think did he get booked in the game, Maeda? Yeah, did he? Did he, he get give away a fool? Because uh, your man was at him constantly in the second half. They swapped the uh, guy that was marking him in the second half, and the guy started getting to Maeda, putting him off, uh, pulling him, shoving him, getting him an odd slap. Exactly, that's it. Me and my Mikey Dow's writing a letter to the SFA. I want that yellow card rescinded now. <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah. we got a yellow card on my He's getting kicked all the time. He's just a Rolls Royce, a football player. I just, yeah, I. I just that I think Celtic will need need that physical side now because uh, of what's going down the tracks the next couple of weeks with the the glorious uh, Michael B- Beale's A team. I mean, but anyway, that's that's my view on it. Uh, and then Stephen O. O's come on a couple of times. Is that his name? South Korean yeah. striker. And uh, uh, I, like I don't, I don't know, but he, he just kind of. Looks like he's he, he looks. In fact, Stephen, what I thought was, I've seen him hit two or three really good passes, just out out the gate, bang. And I'm like, yes, that's he's a good football player, you know. No, he does. I, mean, I think it's more Martin Henry that should talk about him because he's seen him in person. But I think he looks a unit. We we it's sad with Jack Amakis, given that he essentially got us over the line. I think for the for the league. Um, when Chogo was injured, so it's a shame with Jack Marcus, but then you know things things move on. Um, but he does look like a, a bit of a unit, and I think Martin, what was he like? I mean, you were close by. Yeah, I mean he's he's massive, he's massive, he's bigger than Jack Marcus. Um, whether he's kind of as as uh, mad and kind of high energy, I don't know, but I mean he'll have. Looking at the shape of him, he shouldn't have any problem fitting into Scottish football. Um, he, he looks like an absolute tank. Kind of, he didn't really get. It's a bit of a shame because he came on the second half later on. I don't know why at three 0 in a home league match when you've got all these extra players to bed in and other players who have been you know out injured and things. Why you just don't mix the team up at half time? Still kind of baffles me a wee bit, especially when you know you're getting a game, you know, pretty much two games a week. Why at three 0 down, three three nil up, sorry, against Livingston, who aren't going to come out and try and do anything. You don't just get get these guys on and get them a few more minutes. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll give his game in St. against St. Martin in the Scottish Cup as well. You know. Yeah, that's at home on the eleventh, isn't it? Yeah, it's a following week, so hopefully we'll give him a, a, a run out then. Ange, Ange was asked today in his press conference, I don't know if you heard this, Paul, about, about Jack Amakis, and he was quite like scathing about it because he hasn't actually officially left yet. Um, and he's just like, nah, he's, he's still in the building. Uh, it's off my radar now. You know, if you guys are on Instagram, you'll probably hear about whether he's left before I do. <laughs> but um, so you know, clearly, Angie's just like, yeah, I, I'm, I've moved on. I've moved on to something else now. Oh, is my new interest? Um, but yeah, 
it's a shame with Jackie Marcus. I just that I think he was maybe becoming a bit of a disruptive, not influence in the dressing room, but maybe just you know not as on board as fully on board as, as everyone else was. So kind of yeah, and is quite ruthless, which I think you need to be at a top club. So, um, but yeah, uh, you're, you're either with us and all for it, or you're not, aren't it? Yeah, because I, I mean, I thought of that game. Uh, the, the St. Johnson game before, uh, just before Christmas, Christmas Eve, that I went to with Martin Henry, very, very kindly uh, got me a ticket, which was very pleased for, pleased about. Um, you know, I thought his body language was, yeah, I thought it was off. I, I kind of remember saying to you, Martin, like, doesn't look, you know, he looks pissed off, basically. And I don't think Ange does pissed off, to be honest. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, he was getting annoyed about the the lack of minutes and being second fiddle. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd say that's probably why he's away. Um, he's asked for more minutes and been told you're not you're not the number one striker. He's wanting to go somewhere where he's going to be number one, um, which is which is fine. At least they've kind of had a big boy conversation about it. Yeah. Um, a deal will go through for him in the next few days because I think the two clubs he was talking to both have windows beyond January, so it's not like he's going to be hanging about picking up a wage and not contributing or anything. Um, but I still think it kind of, not sours it, but he was so integral last season. Um, and I know it's kind of people of taking Kyogo to their heart, but ultimately we, we won the last last league because of Giacomacus, not not so much because of Kyogo. Um, you know, he, he was the one that played in all the big games in that second half of the season and Kyogo was out for so long. I mean the the thing is that it just happened so quickly, isn't it? Like the that comment in his, his interview, Mike, he was like, just, yeah, that's it, we've moved on. Yeah. And that's it, that's it. The cold light of the cold sort of football. I mean, look at Aberdeen. Aberdeen had their club captain and just loaned them out. We just went. <laughs> yeah. Just like, there's not even, even a manager. Like, football's just crazy. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bye, see you later on. But I think especially at Celtic, you know, I was reading some, some comments, oh, you know, what do we only get? Whatever it was, like was it seven million for Juranovic, or we could have held out for more? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't think that's how you operate. I mean, to me, the the right way to do it is the way that we are doing it just now, which is like, all right, you fancy a new challenge? Well, let's just, right, I'll see you later. Okay, maybe we could have held on to you in the summer and got an extra three million, but actually, there's no point in doing that. I'd rather sell you now. And for the money we get for you, I'm going to reinvest it in, you know, um, Alistair Johnson, uh, and you probably was able to afford one of the Japanese players as well out of that. And it's like, well, you'd rather forego an extra two or three million that you could have got in the summer, get new players in that are up and ready to go for the Champions League next year. It's the way you need. You, he keeps on saying it. You need to be agile, and that is. That is an example of it. Just going, yeah, we need to ship you out. I've got a replacement in, and we've more than balanced the books. And you know, it kind of ticks all ticks all the boxes for what Celtic need to be doing, in my opinion. 
Aye, and Juranovic, and obviously Jack Marcus are that little bit older as well, and obviously they've brought in Johnston, who's younger, and they've brought in um, O, who's younger as well, so you've, you've made a good bit of money, you've brought in two younger guys, um, and yeah, like, listen, although they did really well for us at Celtic, it's not as if they're, well, no one's irreplaceable, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it, to be honest with you. So then, 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 this is the season for me being like, well, I was emotional at the Champions League game. But actually, when you look at the other side of the spectrum, the Callum, Callum McGregor side and the, the the sort of interview that Ange did about him, like I actually was, when I listened to the radio, even though I'd heard it, I'd read it and I'd read it on the, the Daily Record website or whatever, but when I actually heard them say it, saying he's like, every day he plays as if he's, it's his first game for Celtic and I actually was getting up. I was like, "Wait a minute! This is this is an emotional thing. Like we've got these drivers in our team, uh, and if you look at his four hundred odd appearances for Celtic and the way they were talking about, it, I was like, "Wow! I'm glad we've got those type of players." Glakamakis, I thought it could have been that type of player, but they've moved on. Or Cal McGregor, if they can talk to him tonight, because we just take it for granted, you know that way. Yeah. But like, but like, like I never thought. We'd see that type of player, that type of service again. We've seen it through Brown, and we're seeing it through Callum McGregor now. And when I said about him, I was like, I was like, wow, that's really good. That's really good. We've got that type of leader and a change room that Ange has never been in, which is a funny, it's a funny, it's a funny kind of quirky thing. I mean, they've got like, are you going, Mikey? No, I've seen the, the more I listen to him, you're, you're getting little snippets, little insights into how he operates, which I find really interesting, because he was saying today, like, <clears throat> someone asked him in a press conference about Rio Hitati's performance, and, you know, it was a fairly, it was a fairly benign question, but he was kind of saying, well, actually, I, you know, I'm not that involved with what Hitati has to do to improve He's part of Gavin Strachan's. I know that can be a dirty word on here, but he's a, he's in, in Gavin Strachan's like quote of players. So actually, after every game, Hatati comes in and is asking Gavin Strachan for his detailed feedback on his performance and whether like it's basically Strachan that decides on all the metrics for whether he's performing well or not. And Ange is just obviously like overseeing that. Uh, you know, he's like he'll go to Ange for almost like fatherly advice, but the actual technical ins and outs of it are all down to Gavin Strachan, plus like you say, um, he said in his interview on Sunday, I don't even go into the dressing room, that's Callum McGregor's domain so I'm like, you actually doing me? <laughs> He's doing well But do you not think though that, you know, remember when he first joined, he had that maybe that was a marketing sort of a plan, but he was on the pitch with everybody and he's like, we never stop, you know, and he's telling them to keep going and going and going. So he's actually, you know, sleeves rolled up and he was getting about it. So perhaps that's what he says, but really he's, he's all over Gavin Strachan. He's got like a metrics on him as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd, look, he's a good delegator, Stevie. You know, you know yourself to be a good manager and he'd be a good delegator. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, the other thing. Over, over back to you, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeez. Cheers, Steve. Uh, I just needed that little bit of encouragement. That was nice. Cheers. <laughs> also, as well, that something that I didn't realise I needed in my life 
was uh, Peter Grant in commentary. Like, Tomboy's just beat it now. Like, Peter Grant, I was like, Peter Grant's really thoughtful and like, he just says nice things about Celtic and he, he gives his point of view and it's kind of refreshing. He compared to Boy, though, which is just, I don't know, but I just, I, I really like Peter Grant. I'm really surprising myself here because, but Granny, like sometimes the radio comes across a bit sort of silly, but Celtic, he co commentates Celtic TVs. That's his, that's his mark in life. He's giving you insights in the football stuff, and I'm like, yeah, well, Granny's good. Dan, would you be a big fan of Granny? Nah. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that straight off. I'd take him or leave him. I think he's much better. He can't say anything bad that I'd have to go to confession the fucking Sunday. <laughs> but he's, he's really good, no? I was just like, he was listening to Granny for... Because it came back to uh, Simon Donnelly. Simon, take it, leave Simon. And then the, uh, Fran, the, the women's coach. <laughs> Fran Alonso. <laughs> Fran Alonso. Mike, have you dreams of being Fran Alonso when you're older? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I asked, uh, better not. I better not air my views on the Celtic women's team on here. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was kind of funny, is that everybody come along and watch the game. Which was kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, though. Peter Grant is better than Tom Boyd, but that is a fairly low bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tom Boyd's bit still, does he back from the Arctic Circle, or has he done a Prince Harry and got frostbite and <laughs> why is he doing the Arctic Circle is he I know it was him, the Celtic charity were doing a walk in the Arctic Circle and that's why Tom Boyd has been missing in action yeah um, well I feel guilty now that I'm loving loving my guarantee I, I don't know if, I don't know if he's got frostbite or not but I'm just uh, I'm slightly concerned that he's not appeared back yeah, I like Granty, man. I must admit, I've just I've expressed my love for him now, so I've, I've can't, I can't, I can't roll back on that that comment. We <laughs> about Tom Boy's raising millions out there. So, Hendo, anything else about the the Wednesday night game? Did you enjoy it? And yeah, uh, it's just it, like it's just one of the most exciting bits was when I was walking back to the train station. Uh, Go for it. Go for some it. guy accosted me on the yeah. way back to the train station and I, I have never I've never seen anyone so drunk in my life yeah I'd actually seen him I didn't didn't quite twig it so I, as I was walking down the road to the, the train station I saw this guy like arms hanging legs were like he, he couldn't he couldn't walk and then uh, I was like god that guy is hammered the next thing I know, just feel this arm fall across my shoulder and this weight land on me. I was like, what's going on here? And this guy, he, he was, uh, I think he was Irish. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Eyes rolling everywhere, as I say. He couldn't walk. He was, he was literally using me to, to stand up. And yeah. uh, I, I was... I was trying to get him to get off me and just like nicely. And the I got to one of the food vans and I was just like, right, mate, get off. And the <laughs> pissing rain as well. The van was like, you can lean here. Oh, God. So that was quite exciting on the way home because I was uh, I was under a time constraint to get the train as it was. Never mind uh, doing a three-legged race with a drunken Irishman. <laughs> 
One of the few uh, Celtic away games in Europe I've been to, in fact, maybe the only one, the San Siro, and uh, I, my role for the 90 minutes was to act as, like, basically a ledge for this drunk guy to just lean on for the whole game. It's <laughs> like, so I couldn't, yeah. couldn't get away from him. I was like, geez, if I move, he's just going to deck it. So, uh, Mikey, that's Dan Devaney's whole role in European games. <laughs> he's a ledge, he looks after all the drunk people in the world. <laughs> Puts them to bed, make sure they get a taxi home, make sure they know where their hotel is. And that's your job, isn't it? You're actually. I think like, people put a sign on my back every European game saying if drunk go speak to this guy, he'll sort you out. Wasn't Danny, did you not also drive a bus as well when you're just past your test? I coming back for the Ajax game when we um, when we beat Ajax in Amsterdam, right? We came back to Stansted and then uh, we got, got jumped in this car with a load of other lads who had hired a car. We'd um, <laughs> driving from Stansted back up to Glasgow, and the boy, boy was falling asleep when he was driving. I was like, look, mate, you need to kind of, like, stay awake here so we don't crash kind of thing. He's like, what, you want to drive? I was like, all right, yeah, if you want. <laughs> yes. Okay, Grant a green and go to see him. after fucking three or four days in Amsterdam. Nothing that, was an, that, that was an interesting trip to say the least. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. But the, the, yeah, so I, I don't need, do I need to do my Michael Beale rant, do I? No. Is anybody interested in Ah, I'm a little bit, because he seems to have a lot to say for himself. Um, so I'd like to hear your thoughts. Molly, Molly, Molly. Yeah, so Michael Beale, Michael Beale is, is a long tradition <laughs> of Rangers managers who have got no credibility, no experience. No, fin- no football knowledge whatsoever. Michael Beale actually screwed a club QPR to get to where he was. He sat in a stand where the manager was still in his, still, Gio was still in his uh, in his job, sat there. So that's the, that's the worst thing you can do as a football manager is to sit in the stand with the other guy still managing the club, right? He told... QPR fans that he would never be driven by ego, etc, etc, etc. Now he finds himself at probably the greatest football team in the world, probably in the world, also the most decent team, the most hard-working team. And now he's started doing the exact same as all these other managers, like Stevie G, who we don't know who Stevie G is anymore, or uh, just a litany of Rangers managers who just get away with murder. In the press now, he's telling Fergus, he's telling uh, Neil McCann that he has to watch him, st- watch his step, because he Neil McCann dared to tell Morelos to stop celebrating like a clown in front of the Hearts fans. I mean, I just he just gets to a stage now, like, look, we, do, do we have to elevate these guys into some sort of st- station in life, and these they're just not worth it. I mean, Bill, it's just oh. Actually, just I, I didn't. I wasn't going to allow him to annoy me. Bet he was on the phone saying it really annoys him. And I wasn't going to allow him to annoy me. But after reading a lot of QPR comments, the man, those fans, and listening to him chastise Neil McCann because Neil McCann the the audacity to tell Morelos to stop clowning around and uh, celebrating like an idiot in front of the Hearts fans in case there was a social disturbance. And Beale comes out and says to him, McCann will regret those comments. I mean, what well, after 10, 20, 10 games, suddenly he's like the he's the kingpin of Ibrox, you know what I mean? Oh, I just can't this, stand is, it. this is this is the whole aura about it. He's trying to get under people's skin. He's trying to get under Postacoglu's skin in the media. 
he's feeding the media, and the media then asking Postecoglou these questions, and Postecoglou's just coming back with brilliant one-word answers or short sentences and just shuts them all up. So Ange's um, Ange's well trained to obviously deal with this. He's he's no biting. It is obviously your Paul. So no, it's just I, I know I know I know. I mean I know he came out with it. Well, they would say he is biting because Postecoglou he. Bill said that we've we've got like excellent. We've, we're the lucky ones with the money, which is just and and the the history of the club that he's at, and the fact that they brought out an ACDC football strip, mm-hmm. and they're, and they're screwing their fans for every penny they can actually take off them. And then he did that. So he come out and say that we are the club with the money. We are the bit. This is after people like Sunnis and Walter Smith have paraded around. Ibrox with her, you know I mean, I'm just like, enough. So I, I'm quite happy he's under my skin because I hope he smashed them in the League Cup now. Absolutely smashed them. And that's why I like Johnson coming out and, and saying to Penrith, no, enough of that nonsense. Because I want Celtic to be that physical. Because apparently against Hearts, like Barris had booted the ball in the fans and they were up for it and they're giving it all their, their yeehaw against Hearts who just gave up before they came out. So... I'd, I'd like to see Celtic having that bit of physical, as the Irish would say, physicality, the rugby physicality, because I, I want him put in his place. But simple as that. Doug agrees. Yeah, Hendo's dog agrees. Yeah. But what can we just say? She's with you, Paul. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I don't didn't find that Bronckhorst and your man, your new Rasputin, the bot called us them, them, like. Nonsense, like I mean, some twenty-one-year-old nomad turns up at the ground, and they're, they're calling it the best signing since since Pele. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, can we, can we just go. The, yeah, they're so easily pleased, the Rangers fans, aren't they? Because didn't wasn't one of the things they said about you when he signed was that he gets it because he signs off his autographs with W A T P after it. Yeah, that, so that, that's another thing. So Gio, we are the people. Gio van Bronckhorst, who was at Coming from an immigrate an immigration part of Holland, he was like a minority in Holland, uh, and he's he, his sort of his sort of uh, families and stuff like that had to come over and, and try and get themselves into the Holland, Holland community, and had all these obstacles had to get over and still have to go over to get into the and he, Geo van Bronckhorst put we are the people, and he was allowed to do that, and yeah. when Bronckhorst was on Bronckhorst now. Was he managing what a corner shop? Stevie G's, Stevie G's, and trying to push himself for the age, or so he gets some sort of job. And then we've got this guy Beal who just comes along and starts telling people, "Give it." I'm just like enough. Beal came out and said he had four players, four players in mind, and they couldn't. They only get two over the line. And like it's just, I just, it's just annoying me now because I'm mm. fed up with them talking to us the way they talk to them. And I'm quite happy for Ange to stick five past them the next time we play. I was quite surprised with Michael Beale in his post-match interview. He, like, where was his suit? He had one of those little zipper tops on. He had, even, he had a tie on, but he hadn't done it up properly. He hadn't done his top button. No, he's not in the same league as Stevie G and, and Gio. They were, they were much better. Sartorially, they were... They were superior. I don't think that'll that'll start to annoy the Rangers fans. The shabby dressing of Michael Beale. Standards. Got to yeah, have standards. standards. Got to have standards and standards, standards, standards. Not putting that tie right up is is shocking. 
And that, okay, so once we continue my rant, Robbie Nielsen as well should just look himself in the mirror. What? Robbie Nielsen? Oh, we'll try something different against Rangers. They're 10 games, that's like 10, 9 games unbeaten. They go, Rangers come to Tynecastle, and Rangers are like 27 shots on target. Like, wait, Robbie, oh, we'll try, we'll just, we'll just put that game away. Like, Robbie, no. You, Robbie Nielsen quit and said, we're the third best team in Scotland, blah, blah, blah. And turns up, doesn't even try against Rangers. Doesn't even try against Rangers. I mean, it's 2022. Nonsense, anyway. Sorry, it's Friday night. I'm just fed up with it. I hope we smash it. Can we just quickly mention, before we go then, can we just quickly mention Jota's goal against Sunday night on Sunday? Yeah, go for That's it. how the hell he got it in for that angle. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know how he done it. The I angle was a bit acute. Back so many times. I don't know how they made a score. I don't know how they made a goal, but in, in Wednesday night, I don't know how Jota scored that goal. I still, I was texting the big Bruce because he had a United fan, and all I can think of it is a goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's had one, but I don't understand how he got that. In. It's just the technique. It's an unbelievable, like that angle. You shouldn't be scoring from there. I, the, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it must have hit the, the back post and went in, but it didn't. The way he just angled his head. Yeah. Technique just. It's amazing technique. Spot on. From a supreme footballer. And then we were talking about Maeda earlier. Well, remember Maeda's miss at the end? <laughs> I don't know how the hell he missed it. The one right at the very end, it was O. I think it was O put it in for him. Mm. And Murray Maeda's trademark misses, but... <laughs> yeah, he likes to... He, I think it's, Stephen, it's the technical side of the Japanese players. He goes for the, the technical thing that you should do when that ball comes across. It was the same, the same, the same kind of ball came through to me on Monday night, five aside. I just hit it with my belly in. Didn't even try to do any technical stuff. I just ran out of the ball, arms wailing, and the ball went in the back of the net. Whereas Maida's trying to do that technical header. And you should just belly in like I do. Stephen? Yeah, just toe bash it. But um, the other thing is, though, we've got, we might have Barry Robson coming to Celtic Park. Um, big fan of his football philosophy. We were talking to Barry Lidlow after the game and I think one of the Aberdeen players sort of like passed it around someone and then just clotheslined the person and then um, get sent off in the game against St Mirren during the week. So I don't know how long he's going to be as an interim manager, but it'd be nice to get Barry Robson back at Celtic Park, I think. Um, Barry Robson's got the sharpest elbows in Scottish football, doesn't he? <laughs> There we go. They're it? appealing that. Yeah. McCrory's. They're appealing. Is it McCrory? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a full-on that... clothesline, and it's getting an appeal at the SFA at Clydesdale House. But that, that's another. That's another trope of Scottish football, isn't it? Who's the leaders in Aberdeen? Who's the leaders in Aberdeen? And they just look down and go. They find any Rangers player. Oh well, it's uh, McCrory's a leader. He's a leader. No, he's not. No, he's just like, you know what I mean? But Crowley's a leader. Derek Ferguson, he's a leader. It's always the guy that played for Rangers. Lee McCulloch for Kilmarnock. He's a leader. And they just put these guys that played for Rangers as the leader. How do we know? I mean, when's the last time you heard McCrory talk? How do you know he's a leader? Speaking of Kilmarnock, didn't that um, sort of bigoted Northern Irish guy leave by mutual consent? No, he didn't leave by mutual consent. The board told him. Enough's enough. And Derek McInnes, who, who after 10 games, Derek said he was punching my door, he was knocking my door to get a game against Celtic. So Derek McInnes played him against Celtic. He was rubbish. 
And then three weeks later, Derek's like, oh, I'm raging he's left. I mean, Kamara's just told them they don't want that sort of type of person in their, but, in their football club. Fair enough. So have they sacked them because of that video? So they suspended them for 10 weeks, but then they sacked them for it after the suspension, or has he done something else? You said it was mutual, so... Aye, I'd say they sacked him, they wouldn't have had to pay him off anything, but if it's mutual, then they would have had to do some sort of severance, so... Maybe he was sending pictures again himself. Aye. Yeah. Derek McInnes knew nothing about it, but Derek McInnes was caught flat-footed, apparently. He's probably in him and says, I'll, I'll score a couple of goals against Selling if I don't, then I'll just leave the mutual consent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turned up in a howler. It's like if I, if I score an OG, or uh, which I think he did in that cup final, then I have to leave. All right, okay. The deal. <laughs> do one, Kyle. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony Watts, like, get 20 million quid and sign on fees in the back of his pocket. What a guy. Yeah, he's unreal. He'll be playing. In 18 months, when St Mirren come to Celtic Park, I think he'll be playing for like a third team. Or it's probably not even 18 months, could it be 12 months? Dundee United. I mean, it's just nuts. I he didn't play for Motherwell, Dundee United, and then a week Saturday he'll be playing for St Mirren. I think it's like 12 months. It's crazy. I thought there were rules on that. You could only play for two clubs a season or something, but maybe, uh, maybe it's a calendar year now. But uh, yeah, he's going to... Moved on. Uh, unbelievable. What? I don't even know if that's a talent wasted. I, I just, I don't know if he was just there on the night and you know lucky. Whether he was ever going to make the grade, I, I'm just, I'm not sure. But he has this kind of weird place in Celtic folklore and what a bizarre career he's going to have. Another, another striker with a, a bizarre folklore is Anthony Stokes. He's in the papers again and. Like, he's is he still, back he, over in Ireland? I don't know, he's getting... Yeah, uh, he's on the run. For, okay, he can't, he can't come in the UK or he'll be arrested. Oh, he, still really? looks, he still looks pretty fit. No, I mean, that's a talent-wasted time, would you say? Nah, you well, say? He, he got arrested there yesterday. And um, he's been done for selling selling cocaine in different parts of Dublin. Absolutely mental. He's out, in, he's out in bail. I loved him as a football player. I thought he was a great football player. I hated him. I hated him. The, the fact that he turned us down, he go to Arsenal, and I never ever, I never thought we should have brought him back after that. Um, well, I guess who else is it? Who else? Uh, Lee uh, Lee Griffiths has kicked a ball or he kicked a flare in the crowd. He's in court in, this in Australia. No, in Dundee. <laughs> can I keep all? Can I keep a grip of these guys? <laughs> Threw a flare back in the crowd, and he's. Oh, when he was playing for Saint, uh, when he was playing for Dundee against Saint Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, so he's going to go. He's going to go to court. To, so Lee could be doing a stretch. I mean, like, how far does it? How quickly does it disappear? Probably a game of the prison team as well. Glakamakis will be. Glakamakis will be like a, a warrior and recreating in a month's time. I mean, he'll be like a, a freedom fighter, a soldier of fortune. Why did that go wrong? You leave Celtic. Uh, yeah, be careful what you wish for after you leave Celtic, yeah. Yeah, jeez. Oh, definitely. I mean, I have a laugh, though. I, just, I don't know why I keep going back to Aberdeen at uh, Graham Spears when he posted on Twitter to say that before the Aberdeen Hibs game, he's like that. I, you know, he's like, I don't know, you know, he more or less said that Aberdeen were going to win handsomely. And, um, 
it was all actually your man was doing quite well and if he won that game he was back up to like you know fourth or something like that in the league and made this big sort of like spiel and then it's just like yeah very good <laughs> it was all that sort of comments on Twitter that, that aged well yeah that picture of Jim Goodwin like walking over the Easter Road pitch with Satchel that was cruel man I don't that, but <laughs> surely that was unnecessary his skin tight jeans <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a satchel. It was more satchel. I was looking at the satchel. Literally, he's been told to pick up his jottles, and he just yeah, as you see, to add a satchel. He gave him the take. He went upstairs. Did he, and co- did he, did he cover the jotters as well? Do you have time to do that with some wallpaper and his Strathclyde uh, jotter thing? He came up and he gave Dave McCormick a cuddle. And then that's what happened. And he just grabbed his satchel, stuck on his skin tighters, and away he went. Wow. <laughs> uh, there's a train in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Some drunk guys hanging beside him. He's like, oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't, the you better get my body up to that train station. <laughs> the thing is, again, we're talking, Dan, about Peter Grant. Like, I could listen to Willie Miller give out about Aberdeen all day. I just, I just can't get enough of it. And then Dave McCormick's 63 years old. He's a multi-millionaire. He comes on the radio and he starts getting emotional because he's let the fans down. You're like, that's the power of Scottish football. The power of... Like, I don't know if at 63 I'd be getting emotional if I'd bought Celtic and I'd given Let, that. Let's touch on that for a wee bit. Like, why did they make the, the statement? So Aberdeen made a big statement after they get they get gubbed by the guy <laughs> the guy with the team talk saying about how you've got forty million settings or minutes in your, your life. So after they lost to him, then you've got to have a period of reflection. But they came out with a statement, they backed Jim and his satchel and they gave him all the backing and then it you know, it just the wheels came off against him. So why did they make the statement? Why did no one ask him that? And then then he's on telly talking about stuff and you're like, well, obviously your decision making's not particularly clear or good. I don't know. He went to he went to he went to the players, Dan. He went to the players and asked the players. So their technical football technical board went to the players and the players were like, yeah, we're fully behind Jim. We're fully behind everything he's doing. And they turn up at Hibs and they get absolutely roasted. I mean. Who's the Irish guy, the, the XL guy? He he get interviewed as well, saying that he's all the players are behind Jim Goodwin. <laughs> Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes gets thrust in front of the press. <laughs> it looked to me like the Aberdeen players were taking some sort of like industrial action, doing a work to rule. No, I won't. I won't go and head the ball at a corner. No, I won't mark that person. No, I won't. You t- you're not paying me to do that. It's <laughs> just shocking that Jim's away with his satchel. The thing is, I was looking, I'm in the market for a satchel. So I did have a look at Jim Satchel and went, well, could I afford that sort of Satchel? There we go. It's all, all links in, Dan, all links in. Do you have any sponsor Satchels you know about, Dan? You can drop to the last. No comment. No comment. So what, yeah. if, um, what, if, what if Queen's Park win the championship this year? Do we play Lesser Hamden next year or do they start playing at Hamden again? No, they've Maybe sold not. it. They've sold it. They- no, I know they have, but I'm saying that I doubt we're going to be. Uh, will they be allowed to play games at Lesser Hamden? Hadn't they either in the process of or already? I thought they'd built their own stadium. Yeah, so done. Or have they? Yeah, 
I went past it a few weeks ago. I was at a conference at Hamden in the Queen's Park, I think they call it the Pavilion. So uh, they've got a main stand and they were they were renovating and building infrastructure. I mean, it didn't look like it would be ready for a game anytime soon, but... Is that on Lesser Hamden, the building there? Yeah, just at Lesser Hamden. All right, very good. They've just been... anyway. They've just been chucked out of the Scottish Cup for fielding an ineligible player as well. So yeah, I've seen that. Not a happy club at the moment. What's the loving the old Scottish football at the moment? I, I, I like Damien Cormick having like a cry then. But honestly, those that Richard Foster, they, they left Aberdeen players with like, they absolutely destroyed them. Like Willie Miller, they absolutely hammered them. No effort, no this, carry on. So whoever's whoever's the next manager, maybe it'll be Paul Lambert or somebody. But yeah, I just I'm just I'm just in a bad way of Michael Beale just now. That's all. I can do my Michael Beale impression, but I won't do it because. Think Roy Aikens in my sort of shout without Aberdeen. Or has he been there and done that? Feed the polar bear. Uh, he's he's away. Uh, yeah. He's like a director of football. So I think somewhere in like the Middle East or Dubai, something like that. Yeah. My dad would say your man, uh, you know the guy, Billy, Billy, what's his face, he was a Rangers fan, the, the, the Hamilton Aki's guy. Oh, Billy, Billy was a Rangers fan. <laughs> Billy, Billy, Reed. Reed. Billy Reed. My dad still thinks that Billy Reed's untapped, that he would never get a good shout. A good, because I mean, Billy Reed brought through all those players and for Aki's, he didn't really get a good shout. Maybe he'd be somebody. Also as well, what I'm noticing, uh, Mikey's like, we're going back to the way we used to be. Like, there's no players coming through uh, Aberdeen. Kamarnock are buying like shed loads of players. Hearts are buying shed loads of players. Hibs are like, I thought Scottish football was going to be all this youth products and all these players coming through. Oh, quite not. a lot of them getting getting poached from England though and, and other places. Quite a lot of them going over to Italy, down to. You know, like Liverpool have snapped up a few. I mean, we've lost quite a few to, to different, you know, to different clubs. So I think there's probably, ironically, I think there's more coming through, but less coming through in Scotland, if you know what I mean. Like, there seem to be, Scottish players are now like an attractive proposition for Belgian clubs and Italian clubs. So, I, I, yeah. I think it's maybe that is it. Yeah, maybe you're cheaper, right. ma- cheaper market. I know it's the same in Ireland here because of Brexit. They um a lot of young Irish players now who are the traditionally would have went to England at the age of 16, 17, 18 are now um a lot of them are going to Italy. A lot of them play with me AC Milan and Bologna and Verona and things like that, you know. Um but I, I didn't know there was as many Scottish. I know obviously the the young Hearts lad was at um, Bologna, wasn't he? And that's where okay, yeah. Lewis Ferguson went as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and the guy Doig Doig plays for Verona, I think, and uh, apparently like Juve and Inter are interested in signing him because he's been playing so well for them. Yeah. So was it Liam Henderson? He's out there as well. Ah, he is. Yeah, he's there as well. So he is. That's a good year. Oh, your man as well. Yeah. Jack Aitchinson signed for Mullowell, did he? Did he sign for uh, Mullowell? Is that he right? He did, aye. On loan, I think. Would he that? be the second youngest? Because did that Dembele lad not then become the youngest ever Celtic player? But I don't know, Aitchinson was at one point 
the youngest ever player to play for Celtic. Was the youngest ever scorer? Was that not the thing? Or was he the youngest scorer? Or, he was the youngest something anyway. But yeah, come up the road from Barnsley. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, sorry, Mikey, you might be right. Because I'm just like, because one of the things about Aberdeen was like, Willie Miller's like, none of these guys know about the club. They're just journeymen. And I thought, wait a minute. I thought Aberdeen was supposed to be bringing through player after player. I thought that was it. All these academies were supposed to be bringing through Aberdeen born players to play for Aberdeen. Then suddenly they're awash with just Mickey Mouse, English second champions players. I mean, it's going to be interesting. the boy that scored the, the hat trick for Hibs? Is he Scottish? I don't know. I'm sure. I, whoever scored the hat trick, I wonder was he. I think Hibs basically have got a few young players coming through, and one of them scored a hat trick against the, the Dandy Dons the other night. So I, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a few. I still think there's a a good few young players coming through. Maybe not Aberdeen, but places like Hibs, St Mirren, didn't their young player that we were going to sign? He ended up going down to England. In that last transfer window, so yeah, there's just it's all a bit there's all kind of different things going on. It's just different. right. George Campbell was about to score the goals for Hibs. Aye, he's yeah. Scottish. Uh, yeah. Mm. I just it's just I I think it's really interesting just now in Scottish football. I, 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 I'm not listening to it as much on the radio because it was getting a bit boring, but actually it's getting interesting. But I just in hearts. I mean, name me one other league. I was thinking about it. One other league that's second play third, and it's such a one-sided game against. But their teams are. I just was like, oh, just, just a con, absolute con. Anyway, there we go. So, anything else, lads? Anything else? Hendo's chasing that dog. What about the? What about Glasgow? <laughs> dog outside waking up the neighbours. Yes. Just quickly, what's the deal for the cup final? Like the briefs and that. I tell you know, I'm not getting any. Dan, are you going to go? No, I can't go now. Are you going to go to... You, did you say you're not going to Bologna? Is, is that not a thing you told me during the week? Yeah, Last I am. Well, I don't know about Bologna yet. The um, first week March, so... I'll tell you what, Danny did well with that England game. Was it Arsenal Man U? It was a cracking game. Yeah, it was an excellent game. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Got to shout KT for 90 minutes. And did, did he, he play? No, he didn't, no. No. He was only one warming up with shorts and t-shirt on. Everybody else had gloves or under armour or some kind of warmer gear on. He's there with the shorts and t-shirts. And Nothing did he see Did he yeah, see? Did he, did he know who you were? Of course. Give us a thumbs up. Did he? <laughs> did he not know your man? Your, uh, what do you call it? Did he not know... What's your friend's name? Muller? Is it Miller or do you not call Aye. him? Aye. I wasn't me, Miller. I was with my, my boy. Alright, okay. Has he, has he still got that thing about him, that aura? Or is it, is it losing? Oh, no, he's still got it. It's KT. Come on. He'll be back up the road soon. <laughs> he said that as well, didn't he? He's talking about it. Come back to play for Selic. I sort of half. half he's looking at his game there. Zinchenko is brilliant. Like, you know what I mean? Zinchenko is not going to. He's not going to get Space back anytime soon, unless it's the what was it the cup? He gets getting the cup the other week and he get beat half Man City, so he's not going to. How's he going to? How's he going to knock Greg Taylor out of the team? It's not going to happen. This is true. Well, the, the last thing as well talking about play. Do you see Gareth Bale playing t- uh, playing golf in the PGA Pro? Oh, man, if you've not seen that, have a look at that. 
Jeez, don't get the guys that we get to do, Garth. Now you're finished, he's at nothing, he just slams one right in, right at the pin. Just absolutely crying all this crowd watching, he's like playing off too, he's like doing nothing. Genius, genius. Anyway, I think that's us. I think it's bed, bedtime for the Friday night gang. That was fantastic. Uh, well done, everybody. That was good balance. Hendo, well done with the dog as well. Uh, yeah, you did well. I was going to say, it's just it's the streets it. problem now. We've got responsibility, Hendo. You're like, get in that patio door. Meet it. I was going to say, it's just good that FA Cup's finished as well for the sort of a overall Scottish and English football. Was it rubbish? Was Back it? to league stuff. Oh, I was watching about Back Chelsea. From, Chelsea from Fulham. Romantic. Mm-hmm. How's your second club going, Mikey? Did they win? Fulham. Uh, I don't know. Good game. It's a good game. Chelsea now, Fulham now. Yeah, was it? I, I, I thought it was a really good game. Like, the Shakhtar Donetsk player looks rapid. Absolutely. Does he? Rapid, yeah. he, got, he got hooked at half time. I don't know if he was injured or not. But um... He looks rapid, but a bit lightweight. He didn't want to really get involved in any tasty challenges. Uh, Mitrovic is a pretty tough uh, number nine player. He was shouting at the ref and shouting at people, but geez, what a player he's became, eh? Yeah. Anyway. anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. People will continue to listen to us, and thank you, everybody, for yeah. You give us likes. I think I'm supposed to ask for likes or forward on to people. I'm supposed to do that, but but uh, yeah, fantastic. And I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying watching Celtic just now. Really enjoying. I'm looking forward to the weekend. And uh, men, enjoy your weekend as well, eh? Stephen, thanks a lot. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Mister Damani. Very good, And uh, thanks, Hendo. That was fantastic. Your dual, your dual working tonight with your dog and your, your podcast abilities is second to none. Got, got, got to do it Friday night. All the best. Take care. Hail, hail. Right, cheers. Bye. Bye.